0: My name is Ian campbell McKenna, and in this Procurement in 5 Minutes, I promise to tackle some of the biggest challenges and also answer the questions that our profession and our industry face on a day-to-day basis. Welcome back, everybody, to another Procurement in 5 Minutes, and I'm delighted to be joined by the Head of Procurement at Aircom, Angus Craig. Now, based on his 26 years' experience in leadership, Angus knows procurement. Especially in the digital age, including what it takes to introduce and to maintain a highly successful ESG initiative. Hi, Angus. Great to have you on the show today. Well, thank you very much for uh, inviting me along, Ian. It's a pleasure to be here. Angus, we've all heard in the press about ESG, we've read various articles, we've seen commitment from multiple businesses with regards to ESG, and we've also seen companies' stock prices increase because of that ESG commitment. But if we drill that down specifically to procurement, where should procurement start?
1: Well, it's a great question. I think the first thing to say is that I think ESG represents the best opportunity procurement have had in years to broaden their proposal. By that, I mean, move away from purely recording savings on a monthly basis to looking at, bunch of different metrics that provide much greater value to the organisation.
0: I definitely agree with that. What steps would you take to address addressing ESG for procurement?
1: So the good news is that a lot of the steps that I'm going to suggest or that I've I've gone through and I've found helpful are core skills for procurement. We're just applying them to a slightly different set of metrics. The bad news is ESG is a massive topic. It's changing on a daily basis. So sometimes it can be quite hard to see the wood for the trees. So I think the first step is really to think about your organisation and think about what its goals are and make sure that you align whatever you're doing around ESG to your organisation's overall objectives. It, so it's no different from if you were developing a category plan, you would use the corporate strategy, or the organisation strategy and build that into your corporate plan. So you make sure that you're completely aligned. The second step, I think, is really to start to develop a common language that you can use internally. I've used something called the maturity matrix, where I've set out a bunch of different elements of, in this particular instance, the journey towards net zero. And by using that, we're able to talk among ourselves within our business about what we need to achieve. But the second thing is we're also able to talk to our suppliers. And be able to then be able to evaluate them as they move through that maturity matrix, they increase their level of development. The third step, again, I think is a core procurement skill. We'll just apply it something different, which is really baselining. So where if you're going, for example, doing a sourcing exercise, you would want to baseline your spend. You do the same for say carbon or level of diversity in your supply chain. You need to do that same exercise. And you need to do it for a couple of reasons. First of all, if you want to be able to develop your own internal strategy and see how you're progressing against that. The second one is, as you mentioned, a lot of organisations have gone public with their ESG policies and to provide some credibility to that, a lot of them signed up to external agencies, for example, S&P, Dan Jones Sustainability Index. And you've got to be able to provide data into those to demonstrate how you're progressing against that. And then they do make a judgment of that. The fourth step is really trying to then focus in on the areas that you're going to put the most effort into. So again, if we look at the environment and particularly around carbon, we've got different scopes that have been set out by the greenhouse gas protocol. If we look at the most difficult one, which is scope three, which is everything apart from fleet and energy, I think the key there is to really try and identify those categories of spend that have made the most progress in this area and engage with those suppliers. So I've used the Rogers Adoption Curve, assigned each category of spend and adoption group, and have really focused my energy on those innovators and early adopters. In many instances, this is tech companies. They've done the most in this area. And there's a huge amount that you can learn from those suppliers. I think the final step for me is really to be able to capture how you've gone through this journey with those particular suppliers and share that internally. So this is about, saying what good practice looks like. This is about sharing your successes so that others, and this is the majority of the, the supply chain in my experience, don't really have a mature policy around ESG. So you start to create some excitement, you start to create some momentum around this space, which then allows you to perhaps be a little bit more demanding.
0: Great insights from another one of our thought leaders. Be sure to share the link far and wide. And of course, I look forward to our next five minutes together. Bye for now and have a great and a productive day.